0: Hey Tim, Jason here, just want to say, I'm still out here listening to your podcast. I really enjoyed the nonfiction book. I think coming across that tree, you, you know, with the with the little buried corpses inside would be suitably freaky and raise questions, you, you know, both, it, yeah, that, w- that would be interesting because, you know, are they sacrificing the kids as, you know, this normal barrel ritual and the PCs don't know, so yeah, th- you, you could do a lot with that. I, I really enjoyed that. I haven't been calling in as much lately. I have honestly no interest in the Wizards of the Coast drama, and I'm kind of sick of it. So I'm listening to those episodes, but I don't have any comments for them. I mean, I just don't. I, I have no love of Wizards of the Coast, but it's just not, you know, of interest to me, to be honest. Um, but I, I'm i so out here listening, so keep up the great work, and I will talk to you soon.
1: Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor, doing another drive home podcast on a rainy ass day, but not a bad day, looking to get out of town for a little bit, hit my bookstore and get some writing done. It's a nice uh, break of uh, the blunt and toil of the work week and everything, so, and uh, hey, that message was from none other than Jason, the good Jason rpg variety nerd variety podcast and he's still listening i didn't still don't know how to leave a message on (laughs) i don't know how to do it it just popped up so i guess it's on there somewhere i'll have to look at this uh, app a little bit closer to see if i can figure it out Uh, i've been like i've talked about a little bit ago i've been kind of uh listening to more like kind of paranormal podcasts lately uh, a few that I'll just kind of give it well the one I'll give a shout out for right now is called Haunted Objects uh, it was, it's a podcast that uh, features this married couple Dana and Greg Newkirk they have uh, the New newkirk New museum and they kind of take their artifacts that they have from their museum and they go on to the on tour with them and to go to these i i guess they called psychic fairs paranormal fairs i don't i don't know if there's a difference between the two because I know around here we have these they call them psychic fairs and that and a long time ago i 'll tell this story another time but uh, uh but uh it's uh Kind of a cool thing, but I just wanted to say thank you, Jason, for calling in. I'm glad it's still working. Um, I haven't had any call-ins, but that's okay. I just do it just to to uh, I guess get get my thoughts off my chest and and whatnot. And I completely understand about not being in, interested in the Wizards of the Coast thing, because I am I am not either. I really I just I mean. I guess I couldn't. Sh- I shouldn't say that because what they do is bothering me because it's just sort of affecting normal folks. Like you know, I could ignore most of their dumbass stuff, but when they start sending people to people's houses or threatening to take away people's livelihood, it's 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 so hard to to ignore and and whatnot. But everybody, I'm assuming that's listening to my podcast. Is intelligent. The first sign of that is because you're listening to my podcast. Chuckle, chuckle. Uh, well, know all this information, so I'm probably regurgitating nonsense, anyways, for topics you've already heard enough, and I'm not bringing anything new to the table. Just, just I guess a, a, vent, a little bit of a venting for it, or or whatever. So. One of the things, you know what, I'll tell that story about Lily Day because I like to talk about the supernatural stuff. So years ago, uh, I used to do, I used to work for this company. It was called Tree Security way back in the, what was it, the late 80s? And the kind of security work we did, we did did a bunch of, uh, we did political rallies, we would do, concerts or venues public venues kind of thing and on occasion we would be hired out as bodyguards and stuff like that i never was hired out as a bodyguard because i was i just i didn't carry a gun i just i was trained in using one but i just i was never comfortable having one on me uh i know it's kind of stupid to be in security and not have be comfortable with with having a gun on me but i, just, I uh, I don't know. It just never was. Uh, I guess I just I I used to say back then because I was I was you know a tes- testosterone adrenaline junkie. And when I say adrenaline junkie, I kind of was. Uh, that was my my drug of choice. Is if I was gonna you know hurt somebody or something like that, I I, I wanted to to uh, feel it the bones snap in my hands. I know grim gruesome, but that's the way it was back then. Not anymore, I can't even break a chicken bone to get the get the wings separated. Um, but it was an interesting, because I work I work in. I'm kind of going to be on a little tangent here. I'm sorry, guys, but if you're interested in the background of some of the stuff I used to do, I'll get to that point. But uh, the, the I, you know, I work in social work for the most part, and I deal with a lot of difficult folks, especially in my field and especially because I'm a guy I t- I'll tend to get like the forensics versions of those people are coming out of prison and coming out of jail for those who don't know the difference jail is sort of like a county jail they're usually there for less than two years and prison is the long-term stuff you know the people that are in there for years and years and everything so um that's kind of probably about half the population I serve as that. And then I get another population where it's just about, you know, anybody who needs help kind of thing. And I'll tell you what, that security job taught me an amazing amount, more than my college did, by far. College, college gave me a vocabulary, but it gave me no application. I mean, it was all theoretical. You sat in the sat in the classroom. You know, listened about the Skinner box and the uh, the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you know so on and so forth. Uh, but they never taught taught application. At least not in my college. And and I don't know how they would have done it. How they would have taught it. And the damn thing is, is, if I learned about that freaking Skinner box, I mean, I can't tell you how many times in classes I had to learn about this fucking Skinner box. Oh, my God. It's like I get it, you know. I, get, I don't need to learn about it, you know, six times in six different classes. Um, and, and it never, ever has come into play whatsoever in any of my – and I work in the field. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help at all. But what I learned in security, way more, helpful, way more helpful. So, if you guys are interested in becoming in social work and you're young, go get a security job. It'll teach you way more than college will, and and I guarantee you that. Anyway, so I would do a lot of my work. A lot of times would be where it was non, what we call non-lethal work, where it would be uh, working at like concerts or public venues um, kind of thing uh, uh, places where you're not going to just start you know pulling out a gun and, and you know shooting stuff we would carry mace and we did have uh, tasers and stuff like that uh, and just so you guys what part of our training as a security security for that is we had to be tased kind of on a regular basis <laughs> and we had to be uh, um, maced So we knew what it felt like. So we knew what our person was going through when we did it. That was not fun. All right, the tasing thing was scary enough. Okay, yeah, drop you to your knees and just, you know, kind of wreck your whole electrical system in your body and whatnot. But the mace sucked. The mace was by far way worse. So if, if anybody... You know, if you have this weird girlfriend who wants to ask you whether you want to be tased or mace, always pick tased. They never pick mace. Uh, or you're going to have, you know, because the thing they, they, don't, they, they don't tell you about is like, yeah, you get mace in the eyes, which burns like hell and your eyes are watering. You got snot pouring out of your nose and everything. But what they don't tell you is what happens because a lot of time you get it in your freaking mouth or you get it in your ears. Oh, oh, that talk about bringing down some pain. Holy shit. Did that hurt? Oh, yeah. Anyway, so, and then another part of my job was setting up security. So uh, I would go to nightclubs. i go to bars, strip joints, whatever needed, and I would help set them up like a a security team kind of thing. Um, And one of my main jobs was, when I would open up a nightclub, I'm gonna use a reference, and it's a bad reference, but I'm gonna use a reference, Roadhouse years ago. Remember Roadhouse? And Patrick Swayze was supposed to be the cooler. Worst cooler in the freaking world, by the way, especially in that show. Absolutely abysmal because the cooler's job is to find the hot spots before they go. So, like, say I saw a couple guys who were kind of, you know, doing the old monkey thing where they were, you know, thumping chests and getting ready to rumble or anything like that. I would try to get over there before that happened and talk to them and say, hey, guys, you need to chill out, cool down, let me buy you beer. You can hang out, have a good time. I said, if you guys start throwing things and breaking things, I said, I, and see those really big gentlemen by the door, we will escort you out of here, and you may or may not be conscious, and we may or may not bang you off of every pillar on the way out. So that's up to you. I can buy you beer, you can hang out, have a good time, do some dancing, a lot of good looking girls in here tonight, enjoy yourself. Or you can be bounced off the pillars by a very big gentleman who uh, don't care what your name is. So it's up to you. And if I got there soon enough, of course I was effective and whatnot. And you know, and I was pretty good at my job finding the hot spots. I could usually tell when things were getting riled up, and and that, and then it definitely saved a lot of. Because you don't want people getting a fight. Because if some, if a fight occurs and you have to escort out, then you've kind of already lost that. So then you just you're basically in in salvage mode. So that was my my primary job was to be the cooler, stop stuff that happened, and then I would set like I said, set up security teams and stuff. Well, one of my jobs that I had. Now I'm finally getting to the point. Is there's this uh, spiritualist community. Uh, and if you guys don't know what spiritualism is or n- kind of know of it, but uh, don't know all the details of it, look it up. It's really interesting, the philosophy behind, behind spiritualism. It's kind of a cool philosophy. It really is. And I would tell you if I knew it by heart, but I don't, but I just remember it being very uh, something I could kind of agree with and everything. Well I had to set up a tarot card readers uh, thing for the summer. So but what I did because I was I didn't feel like doing concerts all summer because this is back in the late eighties and hair bands were big and country music was big and I don't like country music. I tried to like it, I just don't like it. And I got so sick of freaking hair bands and I got so sick of the egos that went with it. I was just kinda I needed a summer off of of taking care of you know these 20-something rock stars they and they just i mean oh they were so freaking annoying and a lot of them you guys know a lot of these bands or they were big bands that we used to do and whatnot and they used to oh gosh some of them were like you know eight-year-old kids that had all the beer and women they wanted and they would throw tantrums if they didn't get and it was just yeah so i spent a summer up in lilydale how basically i set up not her security but I kind of helped run her parlor room so she would she would do the readings in the back and then she had people in the front and she had problems in the past where when she just had uh someone sitting out front at the desk kind of taking names and and letting them through that they would just walk through and interrupt her readings so I helped her reconfigure her little shop that she had and it was really Really cool shop, and um, just got to know. She taught me, taught me a lot about spiritualism. Taught me a lot about the tarot cards, and I wish I could remember most of it. Cause back then, when she would talk about it, I kind of sort of, I mean, I was interested in it, but I just don't. Maybe at the time, I just didn't understand it, which could have been been fair, because I was interested in all the you know all the weird, cool fringe stuff at the time. Back then they called it new age uh, stuff. Now I think you know it, it keeps changes names. You know what it is, uh, but uh, it was a learning experience. And but what was interesting to me there is it was a whole different type of security in a way. So what I'd do is I'd sit in the parlor with these folks and I'd make sure no one would interrupt her in the back, which was never an issue. I only had one, one, I think it was one lady. She was probably in her fifties, kind of had a Tammy Faye Baker makeup, if you will, except with dark hair. Um, I remember she wore a sunflower dress with stockings and white sandals. Why I remember that, I don't know. Um, pretty heavy set, she probably outweighed me at the time, and she was coming through and I had to stop her and she was just so frantic and so upset and just like her, she was crying. So with the Tammy Faye Baker makeup, it just kind of, you know, it was like paint just sort of smearing down her face and everything. And so I had to sit there and I actually had almost like a counseling session with her just so I could talk to her and calm her down and and get her, luckily there wasn't a lot of people and I don't know if there was anybody in there that I remember now but i had to spend the time just not getting mad at the woman because she wanted to break the rules kind of thing but understand where she was coming from take the time to sit down with this lady who is obviously upset and not ask her what's wrong with you but what's wrong with you is is can i is there anything you know do you want to talk about anything seems like you're you're having a really bad day you know, and just sit there and talk to her like a person and see where she's at, and being able to get her to a place where she you know she's not hysterical and what ended up happening is her husband passed away uh and then some complications with family occur surprise complications with family, who knew that would happen, and she was just looking for some advice, she was looking for comfort, she was looking she was looking for just. Something tangible for her, or my puppies are out now, um, for her to uh, vent so she could, I guess, think clearly like we all do someday. Sometimes we all need just the time. You can, you can hear a bug out there barking at me. But, yeah, so I, it, that that job taught me so much more on how to deal with folks. And it, and it goes into my gaming when I have difficult folks with gaming and try to, try to talk with folks. For the most part, you know, sometimes it's very difficult because when you're when you're dealing with, you know, six or eight people at a time, and this isn't my home group because my home group are all they're all nuts, old men guys anyway, so if they get out of line, I just tell them to shut the hell up. Uh, but you know, if you're at your con or something and you need to deal with some stuff going on, it's definitely helpful to just trying to trying to come at people where they're at and not try to be and not be taking offense or something like that and try to deal with them on there. So. I don't know where this conversation was going to go, but I guess that's where it went, guys. So that's all I got for today. Appreciate you listening, Jason. Again, thank you, my man, for calling. I Always appreciate it. Your support has always been a huge, uh, huge benefit, even back in the beginning days when he was just a caller. He just called everybody. He was, he was a, a maniac. Still is a maniac. So, all right, guys. Everybody, take care. Um, roll better than me, and we'll talk soon.